0: Tonight's not spoiling Game of Thrones until the very end of this podcast edition of the BS Podcast and the Raider Podcast Network, brought to you by The Zone. Stream over 100 fight nights a year without the pain of pay per view. You can also get access to the brand new MOB Live Whip Round Show change up on every night of the week. Everything live on demand, getting set up with The Zone is easy. Download the The Zone app available on nearly any of your devices, including smart TVs, tablets, phones. Gaming consoles, go to DAZN.com to sign up. We're also brought to you by Bud Light. Bud Light keeping it real by putting an ingredients label on their packaging, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. No corn syrup, no preservatives, no artificial flavors. You know who else is keeping it real? Me and Sal. uh, And very shortly, we're going to be keeping it real about the NBA playoffs, um, the PGA, and most importantly, throne game. Game of Thrones, last one. Priscilla will do it with him later this later uh, either later this month at some point. But Sal and I are going to break it all down. Cheers to Bud Light, reminding you to enjoy responsibly and keep it real. Speaking of keeping it real, we taped our final Talk to Thrones episode tonight, our Twitter show that The Ringer has been doing at Ringer. You can uh, watch it on on Twitter, or you might have already watched it. Mallie Rubin, Jason, Cotepcion, Chris Ryan. This is the last one. We've been doing this since 2016. Thanks so much to uh, to Twitter for helping us promote it. And thanks to everybody at The Ringer who makes that show. So awesome. Don't forget about Binge Mode. The last one for Game of Thrones. It's coming this Thursday. And if you want some Game of Thrones talk faster than that from a podcast, you can either listen later when Sal and I botch about 100 names or listen to The Watch with uh, Chris Ryan tomorrow. Coming up. Cousin Sal stepping in for Ryan Russillo, and We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but first our friends from Pro All right, the cousin's on the line. You can hear him every day on FS1. Lock it in. 4 30 p.m. You can also see him on Jimmy Kimmel live every once in a while. Jimmy Kimmel back for three more years. He won't leave. <laughs> he, oh, I I almost did a spoiler coming out of the gate and
1: I did it. But I, I held myself. Hi, Sal. How are you? What's happening, man? It's good to be
0: on. I know. It's been a while. Is um,
1: football around the corner? Are we are we talking uh are we talking
0: uh hard knocks odds or something? Oh, we could. We could. <laughs> so Nephew Kyle came over there to watch Thrones and get ready for this podcast. And we had the mm. four TVs going in the back. We're watching basketball. Guess what was on the NFL network? Seattle Patriots Super Bowl. Don't oh, think we didn't get excited. Fair. Don't think there wasn't some cheering and some, some <laughs> grunting. It was great. I'm ready for football to come back. Oh, of course I, I counted. I think there's 15 Sundays, which I would have thought there were more. So I'm glad we got 15 there. Sundays. All right. Yeah. Um, let's start, let's start with basketball. And, mm-hmm. um, the fact that yesterday, or I guess it was over 24 hours ago, I texted you that I wanted to bet the sweeps. Mm-hmm. Warriors sweeping um, the Blazers and then the Bucks sweeping the Raptors. So then the Warriors win game three, looking great. The F-U-K-D is in full motion, whether that's true or not. I just like joking mm-hmm. about it. Then we go to the Bucks today, and it really seems like they're going to pull it out. And then, uh, and then they gave it back, and that sweep bet went under, and now that Raptors series is going. Did you think, in your heart of hearts, the NBA was ever going to allow two sweeps in the conference finals?
1: Nah, I thought you had it after yesterday. Yeah, I, I really thought, and but now looking at it, like, all right, all right, Golden State won, so now they'll they'll be done, they'll finish that off. But I was thinking, uh, this Milwaukee team is so much better, and uh, man, now I'm thinking. Wait, let, let's think back at this. Maybe they should be down two to one, right? Yeah. They, they shot 25% from three in the first game. And then this game was uh, abysmal. Middleton, Bledsoe, six for 32. And Greek Freak had his numbers in there. They're like 11 for 48 between the three of them. Maybe this
0: is going to be a good one. Do you think this goes six now? So Bledsoe and Middleton were really bad. Like mm-hmm. really, really blew the game bad. And I think the Middleton thing was more of an aberration because he's you know, he's he's done it in some big games before. I think they have a real problem with Bledsoe. And yeah. I came away from the game today thinking I don't think they can win a finals game on the road relying on Bledsoe because he he I I just don't think he's reliable. I think I've been saying this. We argue about it in the Ringer NBA Slack, and I I've been saying I think Bledsoe has been fool's gold for a lot of this season, Mm. like he's one of those looks great when he's up, when you're up 18 at home. But in a game like that, did you, did you notice how, how hard it was for them to find the creator who could actually decide what was going to happen when they really needed a basket in those last couple of minutes? Like it kind of needed to be honest yeah. and he just doesn't totally have the reps yet. I felt the most comfortable with Brogdon and George Hill, which I'm not sure that's a good sign for them for the next round. What'd you think?
1: No, it didn't look good. and But I will say there, there was a weird sense of resiliency. Like, you know, when, you, when you're watching with a uh, woman like my wife or a person like my wife who doesn't watch basketball, and I just hate this one. The team goes up four points with 40 seconds left, and she's like, all right, turn this off. Turn Game of Thrones back on. It's over. Like, <laughs> right. It's not over. And <laughs> twice, twice they were up four with 40 seconds left, uh, Toronto was, yeah. and they blew the lead. Uh, Shaka missed the free throws. And Milwaukee was minus 145 going into both overtimes. And wow. I'm, like, I'm gonna
0: end up losing a lot of money here. But um Oh, I, I should have bet wa- that. I I what? should that would have been a good way for me to hedge the bets. I was saying to Kyle yeah. that when Siakam went to the line, I actually predicted Kyle can vouch. I predicted the double free throw miss by Siakam. Yeah, really? Yeah, that was impressive. I really did. Kyle, yeah. is that true? You could be you could be honest yeah, here. I was sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> I I was spelling out everything. I was going nuts because I just couldn't believe they wouldn't bench Bledsoe. And then they benched him. And then they brought him back and he did more damage and they benched him again. But, you know, I think both teams have the same problem. They really only have one guy that can create a good shot. You Mm -hmm. know, and then you watch the Warriors who are creating unbelievable offense with three different guys. and, And Durant's not even playing. And tonight was the first night. This might be an overreaction, I'll fully admit it. Today was the first night I really thought to myself that the Warriors could actually beat either of these teams without Durant. Because I didn't think that till today. I really thought, like, we can talk about the Warriors in a second, but everybody's going, oh, they don't need him." They absolutely needed Durant against Milwaukee, I thought. Then I watched the thing today, and it's like, if they steal one game in Milwaukee, I just don't think Milwaukee can go into Golden State and win there. What what was your take?
1: Yeah. I, I kind of feel that I've flip flip flopped. And now Milwaukee has home court, right? If they get yes. if these two survive. So I don't know. I still don't think that anybody has, I just think Giannis just fouls everybody out. No one has, no one could cover him for 94 feet and all this stuff we talk about. And you know, Milwaukee when they win, they win hard. Like I think there's like only four teams have um, won by double digits, 50 plus times this year. And Milwaukee's one of them. And every team won the title except for Golden State, who was up 3-1 and blew it to Cleveland. I think I'm familiar with that one. But um, now I'm starting to think, it it sounds stupid, but Golden State's a team of destiny. Like, Is that even possible at this point? This will be their fifth trip to
0: the finals in a row. You want to do Golden State now? I was saving it for once we got, let's let's save Golden State because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Let me just tell you real quick. You yeah. would,
1: uh, and I'm glad I didn't. Not that you would have done this, but uh, <laughs> I bet that no games this series would go to double overtime in either series, like no, parlayed you didn't. together. Oh, no, no you didn't. yes, I did. No, I you didn't. Did. How the is Milwaukee that even a bet? In the so How I are could've... there even odds on that? Uh, I, I know it's disgusting and they weren't very good. I'm going to be honest with you. They weren't really in my favor. Those odds.
0: Jesus! So, uh,
1: I ruined an otherwise great weekend. I had Kepka. I had the Knicks. I had all these bets that house. And I try to convince you to jump on with the Knicks in the top four. Yeah. We had a whole bunch of these and I, I lost it all to the stupid double overtime bet. I'm the worst. So,
0: <laughs> so, but so first game of the Boston series goes one for five for six points plays better in the second game. Mm-hmm. Third game in Boston, series tied 1-1. They need him in this one. He goes four for 15, four turnovers. Uh, game four, he's okay, 13. Game five, when Boston's rolling over, that's that's when Bledsoe really shines. So he mm-hmm. 18 in that one. In this series, he's made nine shots, but he's taken 40. He scored wow. 28 points total. Um, five turnovers today. I don't know what they do because I, I'm not sure their best lineup has him out there. He He's still really destructive defensively, and I think that's why they're playing him and they're hoping that his offense can go. But mm-hmm. I thought their best lineup has to have Hill and Brogdon out there at the same time with Middleton, with Giannis, and then either Lopez, Miritich, whoever. But the problem is when you play the Warriors next round, assuming they get there, and the Warriors have so much speed and can do so many different things. I'm not sure how much they're going to be able to play the Maritich, Ilyasova, those yeah. kind of guys. You but know?
1: he's not getting a, a ton more minutes than you would think, right? Bledsoe
0: didn't he have like 33 today? Which you know, they have two bench players getting more than that. He did like but they, during the season. You know, this is why he got the 70 million dollar extension
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he was playing so well. It really seemed like he was unleashed in this Budenholzer offense, playing with more pace. I even I when they signed him that extension. I thought it was a good deal. I thought he had kind of come into his own. And I, I just think, you know, this is something Riscilla and I talked about last year. And it's something, a good thing for us to remember when we're betting on stuff next year. Um, it, there's such a dramatic difference now between the regular season and the playoffs. It, it just is seems to be a, a chasm that's growing each year. And yeah. you almost have to go into these playoffs trying to unlearn just about everything you learn from the regular season. I think one of the things that has held up is this Bucks team is just really good. And even when they don't play well, they can still hang around in these games. I didn't think they played well in game one. They right. play, put together one quarter, they won. Then today, nobody played well in the Bucs. Who played well? And they and they get double overtime in Toronto? So, yeah. you know, I think, I think you can look at stuff like if, if a team is up 15, 20 a lot during a season, I think that means something. But man, when, when it slows down like it did today, how about Toronto with running uh pick and rolls with Van Vliet?
1: Yeah, right. I know.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I, I just and I, I think Kawhi just got a
1: little too cool for school, right? He didn't have those carnival rims that he dealt with last <laughs> Sunday, like rims. Mother's Day. So don't don't do us any favors of taking the clock down of the game clock down to four before you're making a move. You know it's gonna be a terrible shot, and maybe a terrible shot that doesn't go in, unlike
0: uh last Sunday. But uh so yeah, what do you killed. think happens? So we we got Game four in Toronto, we just put double OT miles on Milwaukee. I we should mention, I thought there were some really shaky calls in this game. Most of them mm-hmm. went against Milwaukee. the The weirdest one, they didn't even replay it. I think it was in, it was either at the end of reg in the last minute of regulation or the last minute of OT. Giannis got his fifth foul. Kawhi had just made a shot, and right. then he came down and he missed another shot. And they called Giannis for like a foul off the ball and like the fight for the rebound, and I I was rewinding it trying to find like what the foul was. It was Scott Foster just immediately was like I'm calling this. Mm. It was super fishy, and so that happened. That was the fifth foul, and then the sixth foul was Siakam just put his head down and just rammed into him, and uh and they they fouled him out on that. Yeah, I, which brings me to my point. it, it reminds me of. Shaq back way, way back when, where you could kind of call a lot of fouls or call no fouls when Giannis is in the game on both ends. Mm -hmm. You know, when he goes to the basket, you could, it seems like he's fouled almost every time and they call it, you know, when it, whenever they want. And then defensively, he's challenging everything. He's all over the place. He's usually doing the right things and they can decide on that. All right. Well, he went over the back on that one next time. No, he didn't go over the back that time. And it, 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 I can There are very few guys in the league that uh, that can be kind of interpreted, and that's what I noticed today, especially with those last two fouls. I, I just felt like they were bad calls, but that's what happens with the yeah, odds.
1: probably. I watched a little Money in the Bank, and there was uh, you know, what it was the referee was more consistent in that, I think, <laughs> <laughs> even in the ladies' matches. But uh, what do you think for a line? I mean, I, I would throw a couple of trends at you, so Toronto was favored by two and a half heading into this. And by the way, it seems like game three, the home team, no matter how bad it is for them, they cover the first quarter. So th- that happened the last two nights. But, yep. um, Toronto's two and a half heading into tonight. What do you think? I know the answer if you want to guess the lines. So Toronto but, is two and a half for game three. They were game th- for tonight. They were minus two and a half. Yeah. I think Milwaukee
0: minus one for game four. Higher, minus two and a half. Wow. Okay. It's pretty high. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it should be a close game.
0: So then it looks like series lines, the Bucks are still minus 625 for the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that seems high.
1: We, the UI, me, you, and House have, House and I jumped in early. We have minus
0: 184, 185 for Milwaukee, Golden State. And yeah. You got it at
1: like 160 something. I right?
0: had it at 154. For some reason, People really started talking themselves into Portland, which was super confusing to me. Yeah. I think there was also more buzz that the ramp definitely wasn't playing the first three games. I was fine with that. They, all that did was help the line. I, yeah. You know, this This is a good time to talk about the Warriors. The, uh, you know, they, they're talking about, especially now they won four in a row without Adam. People are like, they don't need them. Mm-hmm. It's better. They're better off without him, all that stuff, which is just idiotic. Like, just stop. They, right. They can do this in, in short spurts, but Curry Curry and Clay and Draymond can't handle the kind of load they're doing in these games over the course of a seven month season. Come on. It's not realistic. It, it would be the same thing like how Harden wore down in the playoffs and couldn't do what he did in the right, you know. Um I don't think so either. The only thing that could benefit them is if they finish
1: off Portland in four and this this series, this Milwaukee Toronto game goes uh series goes seven or something, yeah. you know. Because if, if if there was going to be two sweeps, I think there was going to be nine days without basketball or something crazy before the finals.
0: Yeah, I was it's, asking a friend of mine at ESPN about that if they move the finals up, mm-hmm. and they said no. We, we we could have had like you know eight nine days between the conference finals and the finals, which was yet another case for Bet Toronto. They're going to figure out a way to right. get them to win. But um, yeah, with the Golden State thing. It's, you know, this is what makes basketball great. This isn't unique to just KD's not there and the Warriors, look how great they are. Like, this is one of the things I love about basketball. When somebody disappears and everybody else bands together and tries to carry the team for a few games, which is what they've done. I do think there's a little little fuck you edge with the KD thing, but I think it's more of a people counted them out because he got hurt. Mm -hmm. And those guys are all like, this is what you mean. House for texting before Game Six of the Rocket series. Those guys are like, really? We're 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 all the guys who won the 2015 title, basically. Like, right. what are you doing? You're counting us out because Durant's out. Give me a break. And it definitely seems like it's motivated Draymond specifically.
1: Because I like is, it. I know what you're saying. It, it's fun to watch. They're they're more fun to watch. I think about yeah. Durant, which doesn't make sense. I'm gonna have you explain it to me in a second if you can. Um, the ratings are up, way up for the Golden State games this year uh whatever however many playoff games but but down like fifteen percent for every I saw that, day, yeah. everything else put together. So the, the you know, this is what this is what the viewer wants to see. But how is this happening? Like I don't understand. This guy couldn't there is a nephew to this. Like because he wasn't making the same open shots when one of the greatest players in the world was fifteen feet from him doing nothing, you know? Right. And now he's now he's draining everything or, you know, he's not it's not a twenty six percent from three, that's for sure. Why, why is it other than an
0: FU uh, to Durant? Well, there's definitely a little motivation. There's no question. But, you know, I think this was a team that was kind – of, you had guys overqualified for the roles they were in. You know, Clay Thompson was basically turned into somebody who just stood, stood in the corner or, or ran around screens and shot. Like, he never really handled mm-hmm. the ball at all. You watch him these last few games and – he's a pretty creative offensive player. You know, he's showing things that he just wasn't really allowed to do because they had three other guys who can handle the ball. Curry definitely has more of a swagger and he's not worried about, Oh, I took the last five shots. I should, KD should get this play. So that's been removed. But the big thing for me is Draymond because yeah. for two reasons. One, I, I think he's really motivated because look, if if you want to go behind the curtain, like, they've been hearing about this nick stuff all year and it's only heated up since the all-star break and it's only heated up the last couple of weeks and you know i think they think he's leaving and that has to be a small part of this of like all right fuck you like go ahead we're fine we we won the title without you i really do believe there's a little piece of that but more importantly i think without durant draymond just is involved more and knows that he has to be more of the playmaker, facilitator. He's pushing the ball. And he said something really important after the game yesterday, where he said how, um, he, in the NBA TV interview, he talked about, he was too focused on the refs and the calls and mm-hmm. bitching about everything. And he's like, I was, I, I just had to stop doing that. I had to just concentrated on what I was doing and it really helped me, which yeah. you watched him all year. He bitched at the refs too much. I think he it did. was I, a problem. It felt
1: like he turned it, on even when durant was it like even what was it like game four in houston they lost the game it was close but he was taking it to the rim hard yeah and the, the stats might not even although he had the triple double easily yesterday but um yeah he's definitely playing with a different intensity so uh, yeah everyone thinks the fu is coming from curry but
0: it, it's just as much from the Dur- uh from uh draymond here yeah and curry was this good all year he just mm-hmm. has the ball a little bit more but he you know, there was a point there in the regular season when his stats were pretty much where they were during his great MVP season. The big difference is Draymond, who, I I got to be honest, I never thought he would get to this level again. He just seemed like somebody that, um, you know, when you compare him to the the 25-game winning streak three years ago and just how dominant he was some nights, and we just didn't see it anymore. And it seemed like mm-hmm. he was at a different point of his career. Maybe the conditioning wasn't there the same way. Maybe his legs weren't totally the same or whatever. It look he looks like this is the best he's looked really since that twenty five game winning streak. And you know, he's a, he can be a dominant player. That's the craziest thing about Draymond. Like he'll have the Westbrook will have the twenty ten twelve, and you won't feel like he controlled the game. When Draymond mm-hmm. has it, it really feels like he's controlling the game. And uh, right. and but on both ends too, because he was incredible defensively the other thing that happened in that game three you know Lillard was hurt no question but the bench guys you know like Quinn Cook was making I was just gonna say plays. they
1: never have the bench step up like this McKinney have
0: to obviously to replace uh, uh Durant's points but yeah McKinney mm-hmm. Kevon Looney has probably made himself an eight-figure year contract no lie I think you he's think so? yeah wow. I think he's gonna get like 10 million a year in the offseason he's You said that about Romo too. And I was right. Was I right or was I wrong? (laughs) You're right. Romo, Looney, all the greats. Romo and Looney together are going to (laughs) make $25 billion combined. I've been really impressed by, uh, you know, Looney's really smart. He does smart stuff. He knows what he is. He's always in the right spots. He doesn't try to do too much. I think Mm -hmm. he's been an unsung uh, MVP. Sometimes this will happen in the playoffs where – You know, remember most famously, Jerome James in 2005 got hot for Seattle for like a week and a half. Isaiah gave him a $30 million contract. Uh, That'll (laughs) usually. We we
1: looked at this, though. We looked at it and said, you know, all the numbers said the trend showed, all right, hey, they still win 75% of their games without Durant, Um, you know, and they allow 10 points fewer per game. All right, maybe that's because they slowed down possessions, but. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, man, I've done a little research on this. This is when their bench was a lot deeper, maybe not even deeper, but they didn't have a uh, 35-year-old Iguodala and a 33-year-old Livingston. You know, this really could be it for it. But I think it's everything. I really do. I think Curry gets a lot of the credit. Draymond should get more of the credit. His numbers are phenomenal. And this bench stepping up like that, they had no bench. They had none of the Western Conference teams really had anything. Going bench wise, you know. You know um, what I really love
0: this show that you're on, Lock It In, which, oh. um, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying I love the show. Although I was gonna text you, I've listened <laughs> to it a few times now when I'm driving mm-hmm. around, oh, no. when it's on Fox, when I'm waiting for Christine Leahy's shows to come on, and <laughs> um, the uh, the chemistry with you guys is really good, though. Like there's like, there's a lot of ball busting on that show. Everybody's kind of caught up to your ball busting. It's impressive.
1: (laughs) You have to stick with me. It's
0: really like, uh, there's just darts being thrown left and right constantly. It's really funny. I I enjoy it. You guys do a good job on that. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it. I think it helps that we're playing against each other. We're playing a game and this is like week 34 and we all still want to win as much as we did in the first week. And we make fun of each other. Like if we're getting bad, good, you know, it's like you and I playing in fantasy, right? You know? If I won by three points on a pick six, uh, in a, you know, in a meaningless pass at the end, you would be screaming at me. We'd be screaming on the Monday podcast for 20 minutes right. about it. But it's kind of this that that's what it is. I think that's what keeps us going.
0: Well, the show's good. But the reason I bring this up is you used to make fun of me for being the NBA hole
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you cared, but you weren't like there was a level that you weren't going to because you were following 17 other sports. I feel like you're watching a lot of basketball. I th- almost feel like I want to welcome you into the NBA hole club. <laughs> I feel like you've watched a lot of this. I think you
1: have to welcome me. I boycotted the last three weeks because I was convinced these guys aren't playing. They don't care what's going on. I was still, I, you still will not convince me otherwise. And then uh, I, I, I dove in headfirst once the playoffs started. And I think they try most of the time, these teams, but um, what the hell else are we gonna talk about? I don't to talk about how this is over with.
0: This is great. I just We got women's World Cup. We're in trouble. I can't wait. Lock it in after Hoops ends when you guys are are breaking down the round of sixteen in the Women's World Cup <laughs> and you're making the case for Nigeria over Canada is gonna be the hilarious. Well you know, I have they're Cameroon
1: parlayed with Joey Chestnut over seventy two and a half hot dogs.
0: <laughs> Holy crap! Hold on, we're gonna take a quick break. I want to talk about Durant. Quick break to talk about Hair Club. Sometimes one change can make all the difference in your confidence. Hair Club knows this. That's why they're inviting you to see how you getting the most out of your hair can change your life. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over forty years. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement and restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists hair hair health experts. And consultants will craft a personalized solution. Um, I know a couple of people have battled the hair loss thing and you either shave your head or you do whatever. And hair club is probably the best solution I've heard for all of this stuff. If you go to hairclub.com slash Simmons right now, you get a free hair health and scalp analysis for new customers. Enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial consultation hairclub.com slash Simmons free hair health and scalp analysis a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial consultation check it out hairclub.com slash Simmons back to Sal. so the Durant thing here's my take i'm saying, now what's he doing was that real was that a real post about phoenix that was him oh i didn't see that what are you
1: talking about Oh, I thought he said uh, it must not be real. I thought it was on Instagram, and he's what? What's his Instagram handle? Easy Money Sniper. Yeah, that's it. He's like, you guys are gonna be laughing when I take the the sons to the title. I'm gonna have to look that up. Maybe I was duped.
0: You might have been duped. Right. There's been a lot of social media duping. Yeah, I will say though, taping this now, it's nine. It's nine o'clock PT, Sunday night. Durant does read all this stuff. He's he's online. It's one of those things where um, all these guys I think are online, all these guys are reading stuff because I think they have a lot of spare time and it's not like they can go out and do stuff because, you know, they're six foot three mm-hmm. to seven feet tall and famous. But yeah, I do think he reads this stuff and I think he's extremely very aware of the narrative now that is on the talk shows and is online about this is more fun without him. The Warriors don't need Kevin Durant. It's nice to have the Warriors back. Durant wor- ruined the Warriors. And now that now the Warriors can be fun again. He's seeing all of this stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know how it affects this summer because I think that decision was already made. But what I do think, I, I just think there's no chance he comes back now. I think there was a puncher's puncher's slim fingernail of a chance that if they won three in a row and it went perfectly and he was the best player in the league, like he had, like he looked in the first two rounds before he got hurt, um, that they all would have looked at each each other and gone, this is stupid. Let's go for history. Only Mm -hmm. Russell Celtics have ever won four in a row. Let's go for it. We'll figure it out a year from now. Yeah. I didn't think that was inconceivable. I don't see him coming back now because first of all, he saw that stuff. He's seen how the teams reacted with Adam, whether you'd be like, well, no, we're all together in this. Like there's got to be that small part of you like, hmm, man, they seem pretty happy and yeah. I, I'm not out there. So that's one part. And then the, the second part, you know, if I'm the Warriors, the actual, the owners in the front office and all this stuff. Kind of looking forward to next year, like reinventing this team after three straight titles, using the KD money, building around Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond, and just being like, let's try to win the title without him. Like that's that's the best motivation a team could have after a title is well, they don't think you can win without Durant. Here mm-hmm. we go. Like they you're just basically putting the giant chip on everybody's shoulder. How rare is that as a title team to have that? Right. So right. I think that I, my guess would be everybody's going to look at each other and go, you know what? This would be great. You should go to New York. And Katie's yeah. going to be like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go to New York. This was awesome. Thank <laughs> you for my three titles. Can, right. Don't you feel I, like that's how it plays out? I, not only that, I feel like, you know, when they say like, well, you'll, you'll never
1: understand the competition, a high level competition like this. You don't play basketball. You didn't play college. You didn't play pro. I was like, all right, that's fine. I know myself right now. If I were Kevin Durant, I wouldn't be rooting for this team. So <laughs> t- take this whole thing to another level where you say, well, they're more competitive than you can ever imagine. Well, then he's not rooting for this team. I, th- I thought like a week ago, I was like, ah, he needs both of these series to end in seven. Um, you know, if he's not playing the rest of the year. Yeah. And that's perfect for KD. Now, I don't think he wants them to win at all. A and B, I think I think you're right. He's going to the Knicks. We, we'd we like them to go to the Knicks before. I mean, you know him better than I do. You sit with him in his house, in his pantry, and interview him, but (laughs) I think he's going to the Knicks. I think there's a little bit of a... a, I have a little more inside information about this. I don't even know if I could say, but he's very close with Steve Nash, who happens to be R.J. Barrett's uh, godfather. Yeah. All right. So that's where the Knicks are landing. That's their pick, because they couldn't fix it, so they get Zion. I think this is uh, Nash is close with him. Anyway, I don't want to give away too much. You're right, he's going to next and let's bet that if we can even more. I I've already wagered on it. Oh yeah. All
0: right, let's do more. <laughs> I uh if I, I I was thinking about tweeting every Monday. Should I do this? Tell me if I should do this. Every Monday, tweet my predictions of where everyone is going, but just make it a thread and see if it changes each week. Yeah. Because right now my bet, as crazy as this sounds. Did you do this already? Oh, no, no, I you haven't. Sent me I texted
1: think- you. Texted me. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I sent you a text, but I haven't gone on record. Mm-hmm. I actually think what's going to happen. I if you gave me odds on this, it would be interesting. We should who 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 does odds off our podcast? Who does a sports book will do that sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We can get someone to get it. Yeah. I would like the uh, to know what the odds are on KD. Anthony Davis and either Kyrie or Kemba all ending up on the same team next year. On the same team,
1: yeah. Doesn't have to be the Knicks.
0: No, on the Knicks.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Because I think KD. So that there's a Kemba wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Everybody has Kyrie going there, but Kemba's actually from New York. Mm-hmm. He's from. I think he's from the Bronx, but he's like from deep New York, and. You know, he needs a guard either way, whether it's Kyrie or Kemba, maybe it's Kyrie, but one of those. And then you basically trade everything else for Davis, right? Right. You trade three, you trade Knox, you trade the Dallas picks, whatever it takes. You bowl them over to make sure the Lakers or Boston don't get them. And then you just put those three guys together and figure it out later. You know, I'm not the first person who said this. Obviously, a lot of people have talked about this scenario. I just really think it's going to happen. And I think that's where Davis is going to go unless New Orleans says we're going to wait till February to trade him. But we've seen Mm -hmm. over and over again, we've seen teams get the three guys first and worry about the rest after. And then this would be a perfect way to do that this time
1: around. Two things. I don't know those odds. We could probably get them up. Um, But uh, Anthony Davis, everyone's very excited for a day or two about Anthony Davis and Zion playing together. He is still minus 300 according to Vegas to um or Antigua, depending on where you, you place your bets, uh planning on fleeing New Orleans. So that that's yeah. that part one. Um part two, I I think in a real world, in a real NBA world where all these max contract guys get angry and they want to leave or they want to quit or whatever, yeah, you could have three superstars ending up on the Knicks, except you have to have three big personalities agree to play for James Dolan. Yeah. I just don't see him I don't think he's the guy. I think that's why they needed Zion more than anything, because now you have this chip that kind of supersedes everything bad that the Dolans do. And here comes Durant and maybe even Davis or Kyrie or whatever. But I still don't think I still
0: think he's a, a big enough force to keep the big names away. I'm going to do the impossible right now. I'm going to defend James Dolan. Really? Let's hear it. We're recording this. right? This now. is what you should do every Monday. <laughs> As you know, I think he's one of the worst owners in recent sports history. and uh, okay. not a good start. And so also far, tried but, to yeah. make it seem like I was lying about the fact that he was letting all the rich people know that make him an offer, basically. And he's like, no, I never did that. It's like, okay, that's why 20 rich people right now are formulating Nick's offers because you sent the mm-hmm. word out. They even said on a, on a freaking margin call with every three months when Cablevision, they have the stockholders thing. They even brought up about that Simmons thing is the one. They mentioned my name. It's 100% a lie. It's like, I'm not lying. People know what was actually going on. Anyway, (laughs) um, I don't think he's a meddler. I think would be the defense for James Dolan as an owner. I think he's terrible at hiring people, like really, really historically atrocious. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: once he hires them, he doesn't meddle. So if if they were able to get KD, Anthony Davis, Kemba, Fizdale's already in there as a coach. They Mm -hmm. have all the people running the front office who, who at least don't seem incompetent at this point. They're okay. Like the poor Zyngus trade, they did okay, considering that Dolan was just bound and determined to get rid of him. It's kind of hard for him to mess it up at that point. Once you get those three guys, and I don't really know what he could do other than to somehow insult them in the hallway or something, right? Right. What would he do? Like how could he screw that up? They're already there. They've signed contracts.
1: All right, I guess. I'm just thinking of <clears throat> you know what? I'm going way back when when they were courting LeBron and he came in the room and those guys in wheelchairs. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff and That's he was all like, true. It was like, I'll go to Brooklyn before I come to you know, the the Knicks. But yeah. maybe that could turn around just to,
0: Well, maybe uh, this time he brings the he brings Duran in and maybe play some music for him. Like that's oh from his band, you mean? Yeah, that's what really speaks to uh, you know to James <laughs> Dolan's heart is 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 his live music. So maybe he figures out a way to connect the live music with the courting process.
1: That'll be a true test. You know, I could deal with the media. I can deal with the New York Post making fun of me. You know, uh, word playing with my name and everything. Just this music, I just can't take it. I can't take it. I got to go back.
0: So here, yeah. so I think that those three guys go there. I think Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. I think D'Angelo Russell goes to Orlando. I think Jimmy Butler stays in Philly. I think Tobias Harris leaves Philly and goes to like Denver or somewhere. Kawhi goes to the Clippers, and who goes to the Nets? Did you say Kyrie? If if Kemba goes to the Knicks, wow. If Kyrie goes to the goes to the Knicks, I think Kemba ends up either staying for two fifty, or I think there's an outside Laker chance with him. Hmm.
1: The Nets would let Russell go to get to get Kyrie. That's the only one I'm, I'm not positive.
0: About. Well, because if Kyrie says I want to sign with the Nets, would you rather have Kyrie or Russell? I don't know anymore. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I I'd, I'd rather have Russell, but I'm in the minority because Kyrie ruined my season. Really? All right. Um. All right. Yeah. So I defended Kyrie to the
1: end. The, 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 you know, all the stats that said the Celtics were better with that. I was hoping. I was like, you know what? Maybe the Celtics. Maybe the Bucks are just way, way better than everybody. And the Celtics were the second best team in the East, but it's not looking like that.
0: Well, I mean, Sal, you've worked in an office for many years, actually. Jimmy Kimmel alive. That's right. If you put somebody in the office who's really moody and up and down, eventually it affects somebody else in the office, right? You've never had that experience because nobody was ever moody at Jimmy Kimmel Live. But
1: if, I can't even if imagine somebody, what you're talking about. If there yeah. was
0: somebody at Jimmy Kimmel Live who was super moody and up and down, it would affect mm-hmm. people, right? Let me think about it.
1: Let me ask some people
0: me, who, might, uh, you, you might, who have might have missed be it. Clued in on this yeah,
1: <laughs> By the way, our cousin re for three more years. Isn't that something? Unbelievable. Remember, he got annoyed. He got annoyed when we we put him up against Brady. Of, of who's going to last longer? And he's like, "Oh, great! I'm glad you talked about that. You probably freaked out the whole staff." We're like, no, you're going to stay. We have a feeling you're going to stay. Yeah, he
0: did get annoyed, and now he's going to get annoyed about this somehow. And I, I can't figure out how <laughs> no, that's yet. True. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's staying. That's great. It's good news. He's staying because a lot of people said when you left the show that was going to be it. It, it was going to fall apart. But now there's some <laughs> ewing theory. With, oh wow. With you going now, now it's a Ewing Theory eligible show because the show has technically never won Best Late Night Show Emmy, so there's some Ewing Theory possibilities.
1: Oh, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, let them. I, unlike KD, I will actually be
0: rooting for it to happen. Yeah. What happens if KD goes to the Knicks? Because you're like, as Jacoby would say, you're a die easy Knicks fan. You're more of a mm-hmm. you. You're more of a fan of basketball gambling. Yeah, right. For sure. But if the, all those guys were on the Knicks, would you like? Would would that unleash some sort of Knicks fandom that is buried deep inside you? What happens? I guess
1: so. I don't love this owner too much. Don't you? you find that a lot? Right with people? Don't you see that? Like people will will not um, go to church anymore because they don't like the arch diet, Everyone who's running it. I, I, I kind of feel like the same way now with the Knicks. So I would like this own, owner to get out before I started rooting for them. But. Well, that, I don't know. Like, does Concepcion have a problem with that? Like, it, it it really taints it a lot, doesn't it?
0: No, Concepcion is. I mean, I have some Knicks fans in my life, and he's he's probably one of the highest ones up there. They're just with right. the team for life. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, I was I was going to do another spoiler, and I'm I fought it off again. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> we we did the lottery show that night with me and Rosillo, and and yeah. Concepcion was, was there, good. and they got the third pick. And then we brought Jason in. And, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't realize it was kind of a mistake. We brought him in and his like his eyes were like full of tears. It was like me with after the Celtics didn't get Durant or Odin in 07.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: J Bug and I just went to this dive bar in Boston and fucking got drunk and smoked cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, he was just really devastated. I have some Knicks fans in my life who are so rock bottom with the team that they had a 14% chance of winning the lottery and they were devastated when it didn't come through. I mean, you have better odds of playing Russian roulette and getting hit by a bullet than winning the lottery at 14%, Do you
1: know there were so many, I don't know if it was Knicks fans or just conspiracy theory, people backing the conspiracy theory that the Knicks are going to get the number one pick, that that went down to two to one odds on some sports books. What? Two to one odds at a 14% chance team is going to get Zion. And you can cash, you can only double your money. Well, House that's
0: astounding. House was all proud. He he he's on a nice little streak right now, gambling he wise. Is. And it started with you talking him into Nick's top four. Easy. Couldn't be easy. And I was like, and he's like bragging about it after I'm like, House, you might as well bet on like a fucking coin flip. Like, <laughs> like they you've just bet on 50% odds. Congratulations. I don't know what kind
1: of wisdom you had with that. How weird was that that those four spots were going away? Like, up oh, the Lakers are moving up now and Memphis like, "Whoa, what the hell's going on here?" Like, did you ca- I mean, I watched you you and Ryan go over this, but did you catch right away the no. impact of this that all these teams are going to drop out Phoenix and Cleveland? Like, it wasn't going to be fair.
0: No, I you can actually see in that video yeah. we did after the Lakers move up and we react and my brain almost breaks on on live whatever, live streaming television. But then somebody else moved up and two two teams were two spots ahead of where they should have been and it was happening too fast. And yeah. it was really confusing. And we, we, I, don't, I don't think I talked at one point for like 20 seconds in that thing because <laughs> I couldn't figure out what was going on. It was like Mark Tatum almost needed to stop and go, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Some weird shit just happened. Let's right. go over what just happened. Two teams. But he didn't. And it was just complete chaos. I, you know, it's funny. I couldn't,
1: between that and Ewing not sweating, I was like, I may have to turn this off. I can't, uh, this is, this, none of this looks right to me. I'll read about it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Ewing, Ewing kind sweat at all.
0: Ewing kind of had a look in, in his, he had a kind of a vibe of, I wouldn't, I wasn't going to do this, but then they offered yeah. me a hundred grand and- I don't know. I made I, I made some bad like, investments. Yeah, I'm at an
1: autographed show, and uh, <laughs> That's how long do was. I have to be here? Fifteen minutes or twenty? <laughs>
0: he was at he was at the collectors convention in Cleveland. It was like <laughs> now for one or two, it's Patrick Ewing. He's going to be shepherding the Knicks in the lottery. He just yeah. did not seem happy at all. I, for me, it's like I I just feel like Spike Lee should have been the guy in the seat. Oh, or or, some, yeah. or like Jesus and Mero, or people that really would have lived and died with how the ping pong balls went, versus somebody like Ewing,
1: you know. I love the celebrity super fan angle because you got even a Kyle Kuzma there. He could be off the team easily, you know. They they, they try to get him off anyway in the beginning. So yeah they, yeah, they.
0: I think we've talked about this before, but if it was all celebrity fans, I think that would be fantastic. Because mm-hmm. like if yeah, the Lakers. Sure. Kakuzma might get traded in a month. Like he, like the the pick's going up to number four, and he's calculating and said, "Like, oh shit, I'm going to be in New Orleans next year. Right. This yeah. is this is it for me. I'm done. They're going
1: to flip this pick. Um, yeah, it's like having Josh Rosen come out and announce the, uh, the you know, the Arizona Cardinals are taking in the first, with their first pick. How'd you do so. with the NFL draft? You win or lose? Uh we won money. We won money. You won money. We had uh yeah, because you went, Um, let's see. The running backs went late. We went under three and a half quarterbacks. I can't, now I can't remember, but it was so far away,
0: but, um, yeah, we won money. Did you bet on the giants becoming the biggest laughing stock out of the four team sports? It's unbelievable. It really is something. Who's happy about. about this. You or me, I think you hate the giants slightly more than I do, oh, but I can't
1: and them. Yeah. And this is the first year the Cowboys aren't playing them on Sunday night and forever. So <laughs> of course it, it makes sense. But, um, yeah I mean it is they became the Jets and the jets became and the and the Lakers became the Clippers. It really like happened to big the two biggest fan bases, right?
0: Well, it was funny, people were like the jets and now the jets are in control, and then the Jets just had a complete shit show of a week and fired their g m and then yeah, right. these stories come out about do you read the Adam Gay stories? There, I'm not sure which ones. Just about uh, after the GM got fired, about uh, Gase and the GM didn't get along, and there was this weird passive aggressive thing going on. But I think the Daily News had this story about how. Ga- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard uh, Gase, Francesca, your boy Francesca was talking about it. Yeah. Gase was in his in the war room, sitting next to somebody, but he was on camera, and he moved his chair so he wasn't on camera for the picks because mm. he wasn't he wasn't involved in the draft, and they were like, "It's really weird. He's not weighing in on anything." Sounded phenomenal. Congrats to the Jets fans. You did it again. <laughs> the uh, The Warriors are minus 225 to win the title, Sal. Bucks are two to one. Mm-hmm. Raps are 13 to one. And the Blazers are a tasty 150 to one.
1: Wow. All right. For, forget the Blazers. Cross them off, right? Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, first of all, I think Dame Lillard, now he's hurt. Uh, are they going to say he's been hurt for 3 weeks cuz since he did made that shot and was staring I think he's still staring at the camera cuz his numbers have been bad but I, f- I don't feel like he's getting enough heat for it. Yeah,
0: he wasn't like, he was pretty up and down and more down than up in the Denver series and then was not good in this Warriors series either. He did get hurt. I mean that was legitimately somebody fell on him and you could see him get hurt in the moment. Right. But at the same time the Warriors went into the series determined to just rough him up, bang him up, make him work, chip mm-hmm. him on every screen and wearing him down. It's funny. Um, way back- yeah, They're playing like East Coast basketball a little bit. Yeah, way back when, I think when he was- he, Steve Curry used to come on the BS Report when I was at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he always used to talk about how teams built around smaller players made him nervous because the playoffs were so physical. And as, the, as, as it went on and on and you're playing an eight-month season- that right. those guys tended to wear down. And the reason I remember that is because when the Celtics traded for Kyrie, I remember that being in the back of my head, like, oh, man, the freaking Steve Kerr theory that he said a million years ago is planted in yeah. my head. And we saw it with Lillard. We see it with Chris Paul. We, Interesting. We see it. Uh, I guess Iverson doesn't 100% count because he was superhuman. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, you know, six one and under, it's pretty tough.
1: It's a lot. Four straight rounds in. is yeah. brutal. You know. Yeah. Um. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's. Take, I like. I uh, will. We'll have to look into it. We'll have to look in. Yeah. You. 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 Uh, House and I really try to convince you of a few things. We like Kepka. Yeah. We like. Are we going to talk golf? Yeah. yeah for let's say that Kep, Kepka almost ruined golf today or this weekend.
0: Let's take a break we, and then we're going to talk about that. Let's take a break to talk about luminaries specifically. The Rewatchables 1999, which is available only on Luminary. It's our little spinoff series dissecting some of our favorite movies from 1999, an all-time great year. Much like with The Rewatchables, each episode breaks down a different movie with highly specific categories, analyzing from every possible angle. We did American Pie. We did Cruel Intentions. We did Notting Hill. This week coming up, we did The Insider, me, Sean Fantasy, and Chris Ryan. And as always with The Rewatchables... The most fun ones are these weird movies that you wouldn't think would be a rewatchable, but we ended up going for like an hour 40. Uh, lot Pacino, lot Crow, Mann, a lot of Pacino, a lot of Russell Crowe, Michael Mann, lot just a whole bunch of weird conversations came out of this one. So check that out as well as all the other great Luminary shows that they did. They have some exclusive stuff. They also have um, a free app, free to download, listen to thousands of podcasts, including the ones you already love like this one. Uh, all enhanced by an easy-to-use interface with personalized content recommendations, movies, sports, comedy, more. They have the right shows. First two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link slash Simmons. After that, it's $7.99 per month, luminary.link slash Simmons, for two months of free access. I think we have five rewatchables, 9 pods up at this point. Plus, you'll get the Eyes Wide Shut podcast this summer, which will probably get all of us fired. Wow. Uh, luminary.link slash simmons cancel anytime terms apply and speaking of the rewatchables the original rewatchables feed we did john wick 2 last week and coming up memorial day memorial day kyle big day the hangover wow good for all of us the hangover oh yeah not at the table carlos (laughs) Um, yeah, we're going to be breaking that down. Anyway, back to uh, Sal. All right, we got to do PGA title. And we got to do Money in the Bank. Um, I went on House's podcast today, the fairway rolling, right afterwards. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did a quickie pod right after. And uh, I was saying, we were talking about Kepco, whether this is, how significant is this, right? These majors, this many in a row, in this short of a time span, does feel really, really unique and potentially special, and at the same time, I feel like we've been here with a bunch of different golfers over the last twelve years. These guys who have this eighteen to twenty month run where they're kicking ass, and everybody's like, "This guy's the next guy." Here it is. I I can't decide whether this feels different or not. What does feel different is the majors, mm-hmm. and but we have seen these guys rip off these twenty month runs and then something happens they hurt their back they blow a tournament they lose their confidence all the mackerel all
1: the the younger guys yeah yeah
0: justin rose jason day Mm -hmm. um this one i think it's different here's why i think yeah let's hear it
1: and and, and i don't have a ton of knowledge golf knowledge like house but just his presence this brooks Kepka's presence He's like Brock Lesnar. He's like uh, he's like <laughs> Ivan Drago. I, I, I really felt like he was going to play the weekend without a shirt. And Beth Page, like he just doesn't care about anything. He just goes up there and does his thing. Obviously, he came back down to earth a little bit today and yesterday, but in general, like you, you can't you can't phase the guy. There's a there's a video now, a viral video of his girlfriend. Um, I think he was a, approaching the first hole, uh, just like a long walkway. And she goes to kiss him, and he's just like, kind of like, fends her away. You know, yeah. Like, the cameras are in his face. It's like, he's kind of like no nonsense. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, he's already like. I think they said he's like four to one for the U.S. Open, which is insane. For that's Tiger Woods' numbers, you know, two thousand two. So I texted
0: um, House yesterday. In the early part of the third day, and asked if I could tweet something because I didn't know how golf Twitter would react. You know, golf Twitter is like hockey Twitter and soccer Twitter. Like they get all been out of shape when they feel like a casual. Now, I don't even feel like we're casual golf fans because you and I, right. but there's this whole other level. I said, so I don't want to fuck with that. I decided not to, but I was thinking about Kepka, how not since mid 2000s Tiger do I remember somebody who, when they had a lead like that in a tournament, carried themselves the way he carried himself, which is, mm-hmm. goes to what you were saying. Like the, the swagger kind of fuck you edge that he has is really stands out, you know? And, and it makes me think, I said this on houses pod today, how we always get our ass kicked in the Ryder cup. And one of the reasons we always get our ass kicked is that none of the Americans kind of carry themselves this way. And I, maybe he's the guy like, forget yeah. about all the majors. Maybe he's the guy that can flip the Ryder cup for us
1: right he well you you know what you made a joke or maybe it wasn't a joke you're like oh we should have bet against varner today that was the that was the final pairing right yeah kept yeah that's tough and what was he plus 11 tonight or something like i think he's intimidating even his his pairings you know yeah that's what
0: i was mad that they put him with tiger on friday Mm because we want tiger to to make the cut right and he's kind of tiger wasn't playing that great anyway and then they put him with kepka who's you know an assassin i i and I thought Kepka really relished kind of going head to head with him. But um maybe this is the hero we need, Sal, for for the American golf hero to replace Tiger. But th- the difference is Tiger was never that great in the in the Ryder Cups. So maybe this guy could be our dude that takes us to Europe. I like it. There's a couple
1: things I don't like about it. House and I discussed it. He says he's done eating steak in America. Kepka said that. Like. Yeah, he's I weird, like right? He's yeah, definitely yeah, Kepka quirky. said that. Yeah, yeah. But he played rugby. Um, he like, uh, what happened? He got in a bad car accident, so took up golf because he was doing more violent sports. But his, his parents like, nah, just take up golf now. So uh, yeah, he, he's different. He's a different beast
0: altogether. Has Jimmy had him on the show yet? No. Yeah, got three, I won't got really three know what years. to think until Jimmy weighs in. <laughs> If there will be some sort of alpha dog battle going on with the handshake and the whole thing, I really oh, it'll be good, you
1: know. That would make it all worth it. What would our agent now, manager James Baby Doll Dixon, do if Kepka was on? Yeah, our manager, we've been calling him <laughs> our agent our whole lives, but now he's our manager. Yes, he's our manager. Let's get this right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, our manager, James Baby Doll Dixon, I'm not sure. <laughs> Kepka, he just hasn't really bought in, he's so in love with Tiger. Oh, I know it. Yeah. But
1: this, these guys, I love Tiger.
0: This, this weekend though, like he kind of ruined the weekend. I was really excited for a topsy turvy Beth Page Black Mm -hmm. guys in the lead. Then they get a seven on a par four because their ball got caught in the deep rough and just one of those crazy weekends. And then like two guys emerging. And instead, Kepka goes 63 65 to start. Yeah. And well,
1: th- th- I mean, that's the last thing we want. Like golf's kind of taking a turn a little bit now. Yeah. Tiger, obviously, well, that's great. Then Tiger takes a month off. And by the way, I love Tiger to not make the cut at plus three, seven, five. But betting against that, that's betting the no pass line and crap. I All know. Friends get mad. At I got you. mad at
0: you. I was so mad when you brought that up. You're like, let's go against Tiger. Let's bet. What did you say? Let's bet Tiger not to win yes. another major in 2018. I'm like, no, I don't want him. I don't want him. I want him to win. I know, but the
1: numbers are so slanted; it's crazy. Uh, it it's, is. It's it's, it's Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. These numbers shouldn't be. It, it should be a gigantic difference in the odds there. But, but now you were right. It's just I. It's like I, you just looked at him after Thursday. He was plus two or something. What was he? Plus one or plus two? The other plus ones like Matsuyama, all these bigger names. They're like 45, 50 to one. Tiger was still like 16, 18 to one to win. It's like, it's crazy to do it like this. It's so, it's but.
0: it's like when the Red Sox, before we won the World Series in 04, every year mm-hmm. the World Series odds were way lower than they should have been because all these idiots were betting on the Red Sox. Right, they wanted right. the ticket. You're right, Tiger. <laughs> this is why you you're a whole level above me as a gambler because yeah. <laughs> you ultimately will go for whatever the best bet is. Yeah, And you, you will bet the buzzer beater bet in March Madness. Right. You'll bet against Tiger, the, the biggest yeah. golf hero we have. You don't care. if The odds are in your favor. You'll go. You're ready. No double overtime. <laughs> no, oh, wait. The, uh, no. You just no. bet against fun.
1: <laughs> no, but my point was, all right, uh, it's great. Everyone loves Tiger. He's bringing golf. Golf's back on the map in the biggest way possible. And then Kepka comes along and he could make the sport boring again. It's like, oh man, don't do this where you beat everyone by nine strokes. Yeah, that's how it was looking after Friday. Like people stop watching. I
0: still have faith that I. I think it's really hard to do this for more than two years, with to have the bullseye on your back, all that stuff. We'll see if he can do it. House was right. saying how the thing that makes him different is that Kepka is all about majors and winning majors and yeah. taking down majors and. Um, doesn't really care about the other stuff. Could care less about the FedEx Cup and all that shit. He just wants to rack up the majors. So maybe, yeah, maybe he'll be different. I thought Spieth was different. You know, Spieth didn't have the success Kepkis had, but I did too. I, love I really Spieth. thought Spieth was like, wow, this guy is like the perfect golfer. Is he doesn't even have a heartbeat? He's just a cyborg.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah the going be fun to watch. And we don't, we haven't even mentioned Dustin Johnson, who I think
0: has got he has four second place finishes yeah. in a
1: row in majors. The king so. of runner
0: ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. I root for him, but it, it there's something sad about him, and I can't put my. I know he's had some personal issues that he got through, but there's a sadness to him that you you kind of want to like give him a hug. Do you feel that when you watch him? Who are we talking about now? Dustin Johnson. Yeah, DJ.
1: Oh yeah, I do. And then I hear him speak, and it's like, uh, I don't know. Someone just throw a banjo in his hand already. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs>
0: My my son was doing imitations of Seth Rollins today. It's my new like favorite thing that he does. Cause Seth Rollins has a little tiny lisp, which my son was like, Oh no. <laughs> so he but he does he I can't do it. I'm gonna have to bring him in to do it. He does this dead on <laughs> Seth Rollins impersonation. Okay. It's it's pretty good. Um my son is now on the trampoline two hours a day. It was the greatest thing we ever did. What? Yeah, we bought this trampoline and he's now got like a fourteen pack again. And he's, his new thing is he's trying to recreate all the dunks from the different dunk contests on the trampoline because mm-hmm. there's a little basket on it. And mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely going to go flying off this thing and in, in, into the driveway. So mark that one down. <laughs> all right, I'll mark it back. Uh The wrestling, the money in the bank, big return for Brock Lesnar today. I saw
1: that. I, I still can't figure out what they're doing with him with MMA and uh, UFC and, and
0: WWE. But yeah, it, it seems like he's back, right? Either, I mean, the WWE is in an interesting point right now where mm. they, you know, their stock was up to almost a hundred and they had a monopoly basically in the wrestling business. Yeah. And then the last three, four months, it flipped in a lot of different ways. Like the ratings were kind of the worst and most dangerous they've been in a long time. They, they flipped the SmackDown Raw thing where mm-hmm. it was like SmackDown's got one roster, Raw's the next. We have a draft, we'll switch some guys. Then all of a sudden they're like, fuck it. Everybody can go on everybody's show.
1: They right, lost some right.
0: stars. And then there's this new rival that that's launched, an AEW that has a lot of wrestlers like that, the uh the die wrestling, the psychos like. Like
1: yeah. Kenny
0: Omega and all these people. Right. And uh, and they signed a deal with TNT and I don't know. This
1: the le- This is their Kevin Durant being out, right? It, l- it kind of lit a fire, the, the rival um, wrestling net, um, league and everything. Yeah, the, it, I agree. And plus they're going to Fox in October, right? Yeah. It, I should know that.
0: Wrestling does this. It ebbs and flows. And usually it ebbs and flows based on how many stars they have at a given time. Because usually they need mm-hmm. like five to seven really like diehard, awesome dudes that you want. And right now it's a little down cycle. There's been injuries. Um, some guys got old. Scene is gone, all this stuff.
1: I think you throw Shane McMahon in there, any card, and it's just it's it's a must watch. I mean, he's no, he's our know age. This, he's our age. I was gonna say he's exactly our age. And he's flying um, you know, corner to corner in the ring and off cages
0: and everything else. And it's spectacular. I think I think wrestling will it the WWE'll circle back because it always does. But I think that's what that's why they did the Lesnar thing today. It felt a little desperate to me. It was like we need yeah. we need to when you kind of need to do something dramatic to get people talking on Monday after this pay-per-view. So they did that.
1: Well, I think it's going to seem even more... I think they're going to integrate Hogan into it more and more and more. We saw him at WrestleMania just come out and yell for a couple of minutes, but you you haven't seen Desperate yet.
0: Well, the problem with somebody like Hogan is he's... I, 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 don't, I just don't think he can do any moves anymore, right? Like him, Flair. None of right. those guys can actually do anything they'll figure it out did you see fighting with your family
1: fighting with my family what'd you think yeah i liked it i liked it enough but i saw what the the boys who
0: really liked it did you not enjoy it i liked it my son uh my son absolutely beyond belief loved it yeah seen it multiple times already he's Mm -hmm. all in on it um multiple times in the theater multiple times twice in the theater and then we Uh, bought it on the tuesday it came out and he's watched it a mm -hmm. couple times. The weirdest thing about fighting with my family is Queen Cersei is the mom and she's got dark yes. hair and just doesn't look like a queen. I'll tell you that much.
1: No, she isn't. She's like a white trash queen. <laughs> she's like white right. trash tattooed
0: wrestling queen. <laughs> right. But I got to do, uh, we're going to do Thrones in a second. I want to do Parent Corner really quick though. Uh, okay. Um,
1: uh, all right. I got a couple things. I have a couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, my my uh, littlest son, because we, we don't spend time with him, um, just watches on his iPad uh, a, another family. I think I brought this up.
0: Before. I don't remember this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just watches like another family. And there's this fun, goofy <laughs> father. There's a couple of them. And it gets like 20 million hits each one. But um, anyway, they uh, they he's watching kids. He's watching on his iPad, kids on their iPad in a Tesla. So now all he's talking about how is that, that he wants a Tesla. Hmm. So I'm, I may have to get my uh, five-year-old son a Tesla. I, 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 he's driving me crazy. I can't get him. I'm, we might have his birthday party, like might rent a couple of Teslas and just have these kids sit in the back and play on their iPads, because apparently it's good. All right, that's story one. Uh,
0: number two, the middle Wait, kid, hold on. Hold on with story one. Yeah. That- that's kind of where we're heading with birthday parties, right? Where it's a birthday party and every kid gets an iPad for two hours and nobody interacts with each other. Oh yeah. It's just 20 kids well, on iPad. Tr- you, you've seen the game trucks, right? Oh yeah. I mean you,
1: you you've had, yeah. So yeah, it would be the same thing, just a little more, uh <laughs> a little more direct. Yeah. Um, I need advice on this. I have my uh 10-year-old. We made him play the viola. He's practiced, um, he has practiced probably three or four times. And I'm when I say practice, like six or seven minutes each time. And he has a concert tomorrow. Oh no. And uh, I have to blow off this uh, other red carpet event. I was uh, asked to go to our friend, Jeff Ross, which by the way, you should come to this. um, The historical roast. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's tomorrow. We'll talk. We'll talk about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, But I I have to go to this concert. I have to go to this viola concert. So as a parent, what's your obligation to a kid who doesn't practice at all? (laughs) you have to go and you have to say it was great right <laughs> I, I know i'm an to no sh- i know but he shouldn't be playing the viola the whole time <laughs> all right the last one is a more serious thing my uh we have kids the same age eighth graders right going into ninth yeah. um vaping is a big, a oh, big yeah. thing yeah right yes. in all the schools so much so that uh you know the kids do it they're they're addicted so they can't even wait till after school they do it in the bathroom during school my son's middle school has now put a teacher or some kind of aid in front of each bathroom and you have to sign in to go to the bathroom so now they can kind of see who's vaping but what they also could do is they could see who's who's shitting so my son is like you know i don't like to go anyway in, in the uh in the in the school but now i can't i can't go to the bathroom i can't go to number two in the in the bathroom because now the aide knows who it is i said listen I'd rather you vape than be known as the kid that's shitting in, <laughs> and during school, right? Yeah, that was so Kyle. That was nephew Kyle
0: back then. Was that you, Kyle? Yeah, you that, did that Kyle. Too? Dude, when you got to go, you got to go. Was, so long, it's like eight hours. Kyle six hours you spend at school. It's Kyle every time he comes to my house. <laughs> Top floor, never on the main floor. <laughs> he, Yeah, he goes, disappears, goes upstairs. We don't know what happens. Are you vaping, Kyle, or do you have <laughs> <diarrhea>? Probably both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm done. There was no big thing there. I just I hit all three kids. I think,
0: I think it's important to point out this whole juuling ep- epidemic. It's pretty, uh yeah. It's pretty crazy. It it actually seems weirdly more addictive than cigarettes because you yeah, can kind of sure. just do it all the time. You just you know, it's not at least with cigarettes. You there's a thing where you have to go. I am going to have a cigarette, and then you go have a cigarette. Juuling, you can mm-hmm. just. It's like looking at your phone. You could do it nonstop. It's too easy, yeah. And We will be able to smoke our phones short, soon enough. Yes. Oh, no question. Um, yeah. What's your thing? I have a, I have two with my son. One which I did the other day on the podcast, but you'd inherit. So I'm going to do it again. Um, you know how my son is a is a, is a liar, but not good at lying yet. Yes. But is will be a good liar at some point, but isn't there yet. But he wants to be. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of days ago, he called my wife. He's like, mom, can you come up here for a second? She's like, okay. So she starts to go up the stairs. He's standing at the top of the stairs and drops his phone and then goes, oh no, and picks it up. It's like, oh no, the screen. And was such a bad actor that she knew immediately that he had broken his phone way earlier, but now is oh, pretending he dropped it. And then she broke him down and within four seconds he broke and admitted that he broke it while <laughs> playing video games. So he needs some work, but- the thought was there, I think three, four years yeah. from now, he's going to be an incredible liar. Um, oh, that's good. We should send him the boot camp with
1: our friend, Brad, who's not necessarily known for his right. lying, but you know he's hit the mean right. streets for many, many years. Yeah. So
0: last week, my son's class goes to Boston. This is the mm-hmm. school my son and daughter go to. Every year, the fifth grade class goes to Boston. Mm-hmm. So comes back and he's kind of like that, not telling us that much. and. And he's a little surly and we think it's because he hasn't slept that much or whatever. Then the next day there's a birthday party at Dave and Buster's because that's one of the new things now is people like to have their birthday parties at Dave and Buster's. It's just a free for all video games. Mm-hmm. And one of the other moms, this kid Jackson, his mom goes up to Ben and my wife's there and a couple other moms who's like, Ben, big news, huh? And Ben instantly turns bright red and his jaw starts going 40 directions. (laughs) Turns out Ben has gotten back together with his beloved girlfriend. Oh, yeah. After after eight months, um, they dated like nine months last year. Then he broke up with her at the start of the year, peer pressure, (laughs) and then had a dream apparently the night before the Boston trip that they got back together, texted her Asked if they could get back together. She took him back because, you know, when you're in love, you're in love. And now they're back. Right. So there oh, you go. that's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So that's so now, wait, how did you learn about all this? Uh, he
1: texted her and he had a dream.
0: Did my he wife, tell you or no? My wife basically was like, We're not driving home until you tell me the story and just beat it out <laughs> of him. But the big winner in this is my wife because they used to have these double dates with the two moms. And then Ben and his right. girlfriend, they would go out. But my mom, my wife really liked the other mom. Mm-hmm. So now they're back. So everything's, everything's looking up roses. My son, the only guy who can lock himself down at age 11. That's great. It's really good. Wow. They, there's no play in the field. The only person who, who played it worse, I think, was our cousin Jimmy. Who (laughs) who just dated three people his whole life
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now he kisses A-list celebrities On the mouth as they come out Uh, Uh, Wow Ben Ben. Yeah good for Ben You know what you may want to sponge off that trampoline Just to be safe (laughs) Who knows what that kid's up to (laughs) Uh, All
0: right, we're going to take one more break Then we're doing throne game Let's take one more break to talk about Our old friend ZipRecruiter What's the difference between working hard and working smart? I don't know. Look at the Warriors. They worked hard. They've won four straight without Kevin Durant. They've also worked really smart. They put together one of the best five-year runs of any team in the NBA history. Russell Celtics and maybe this. This might be number two at this point. Zip Recruiter's technology and, and tools make hiring more efficient and effective. And I mention this because it's the smartest way to hire. It's like the warriors of hiring stuff. They're powerful technology, scans thousands and resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. The tech does not stop there. It even learns what kind of candidates you like and invites more to apply. So effective. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. My listeners can try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Back to Sal. All right. So if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, turn the pot off. This is the last thing we're talking about. Then Sal's leaving. We are going to do Game mm-hmm. of Thrones and then we are done. Uh, Sal, plug whatever you want to plug now so people can hear it. Uh, yeah. Jimmy came alive Monday through Friday, 1135 and uh,
1: lock it in. Uh, what is that? 430 to 530 Eastern on the East coast and uh, on FS1. And I'll be doing against all odds. This week, we'll go over NBA finals, uh, NHL finals, and all sorts of other good stuff.
0: And we should mention, speaking of against all odds, the whole crew is coming yeah. to uh, Southern California mid-July, and we're going to Callaway, and they're all getting fitted for golf clubs, and we're going to shoot a video. To, now, one of those people, Harry, yeah, um, was with his boss and friend, Ken, your friend, <laughs> and there was a picture of them. At the, uh, at the PGA today, and you sent it to us with the caption, Reservoir Hogs, because <laughs> they're walking ahead of each so other. Oh, they were in step walking.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, well, maybe I'll post it. <laughs> they're big. They're, they're big. That big. was one yeah. of the funnier texts I've gotten in 2019. <laughs> I was dying. Harry was screaming at Ricky Fowler, Come on, Ricky, stay in the top twenty. I have you for five hundred. Like Ricky Fowler's like, look, like, what the who is this? Why did I let anyone on? Yeah, there?
0: the announcers were saying how some of the fans were, were a little uh, unruly, to, shall yeah. we say? And I'm thinking, like, I think Harry's there. Was, uh, yeah. Definitely an- Yeah, he took a nap in the ru- in the rough with no <laughs> shoes.
1: It was a mess. They couldn't I don't find know him. On with these guys. Uh
0: yeah. so anyway, yeah, Jeff Chow is asking me, Do you think we could get a video out of the Degenerate Trifecta sure. doing Callaway golf club fitting. I was like, a video. I think we can get like, <laughs> <laughs> get a reality. <laughs> I think show. we can get a docu-series. <laughs> Harry hitting irons and clubs. Like they, who's not watching that?
1: Right. Anyway. Uh, uh, we look
0: forward to that. It's going to be All fun. right. Throne game. Let's, let's go. Uh, let's just go gut reaction to uh, the, the last episode. You get uh, gut reaction is
1: I, I was pretty sure it was going to be bad and it, and it was. And there was just one result that I didn't want. We're spoiling it, right? We yeah, we're spoiling. There. It's all you, spoilers okay. from this point up. So, uh, some of the online sports books had Brand sitting on the throne at mine. It went up to minus five hundred, and I was like, oh, I really hope this is HBO and Game of Thrones, like putting ten thousand dollars on it, spreading it around, so to throw everyone off the scent. Mm. Because I did not want that guy. He's done nothing all year. He was used as bait in the big, in the first big battle scene, and sure enough. He's the freaking he's on the throne. Now, I don't know if they pay that out because there actually was no iron throne. Thanks to that pissed off dragon who, uh, who torched it. But, uh, yeah,
0: you didn't want him winning. Did you? The king of comedy. Now he's just the king. <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I actually was hoping Sansa would get it. Oh, interesting. But well, let's go through the episode. I, I was All disappointed right. as well. I, I, on the scale of one to the Sopranos suddenly ending, mm-hmm. it would probably be in the middle for me for how upset I was. I wasn't that upset. You were, after the Sopranos, you were the most upset, sports or non-sports, I've ever seen you or heard you. You were out of your mind. I was really mad. I was considering like not like
1: unfriending people who like the ending, and it seems like now everybody likes the ending. It bummed me out. But one thing it has done, my expectations are so low for endings like <laughs> for shows like this i uh, took one thing and i know you'll do your thing in a second but the in game of thrones defense i think it's very difficult for shows like this with multiple carry like dozens of characters yeah. to tie up all the loose ends like you're going to be disappointed even in an episode you liked i like the last one i like me too uh, when, when danny broke bad like all right maybe it happened too quickly too abruptly but i kind of liked it she was badass it was fun um, but even that said, you can find 15 things wrong with it. But I think that's just how, that's how it was with Lost too. Right. Even the great up episodes, it's like, oh, come on. That couldn't happen even in a, you know, whatever, whatever. So, all right. Tell me what, what do you want to start with
0: this? I'm just going to go through the episode and chime in when necessary. I want to play some throne game. So starts out Tyrion, um, magically is able to find where his sister and brother are buried under all these rocks. mm mm-hmm. Not even buried under a lot of rocks. It's like you can lift one brick up, and oh, there's Cersei. And I, I, I kind of felt like they could have gotten out of that. Felt like they should have been under like three, yeah, like three layers of rocks before. You know, he should have been digging for seven hours, but moves one brick, whatever. Yeah, maybe see a foot or something, and then start to go. Well, he, he I guess he can't lift
1: a lot, so that that, that would have taken the whole hour, maybe. But I,
0: all right. And then uh, very upset about Jamie. Not as upset about Cersei obviously i would i would have liked to have had her do the wake up for a split second and then die moment like the the scary thing but that didn't happen so they're done and if you notice they're both dead with with him lying on her kind of like they're almost like dead cuddling right
1: yeah dead spooning. it's a big
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so it starts out with uh the show first episode ends with a doggy style sex scene that ends with him pushing Bran off the uh off the <laughs> yeah. tower and ends with them cuddling in a pile of rocks. So there you go. Right, right. <laughs> Danny gave a big speech. She she talked a lot in that weird language, mm-hmm. which I think I do you think they actually write that language out or do you think she just ad libs words and then they just put subtitles underneath it? I
1: think at this point they do have to write it out because the 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 maniacs, uh, mostly
0: in the ringer, would, would freak out if something I think, didn't make I think sense. You can study right? that language. You Just can, oh, Kyle like, said, out there. Kyle studies that language when he's taking a dump in the second floor <laughs> of my house. I saw it in the office when
1: I was how can anyone even hear what she's saying? They're banging their <laughs> sticks against the ground. Like, they, they, we're supposed to believe they know every time she's going to stop and every
0: time she's going to resume her speech. She should throw in, like, an occasional English word just to make all the Thrones maniacs mad. Like, mean mom, right. mean here, Sony PlayStation, yeah. you got me all." A Baba Booey once in a while <laughs> a
1: couldn't
0: hurt. Hey, <laughs> So anyway, uh, she decided Tyrion was treasonous. And then uh, Tyrion goes, Jon Snow and Tyrion, they get together. And Tyrion's basically like, can you, you got to do this. You got to just kill this lady. Like, what are you doing? What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. And some really good, some really good quotes. Everywhere she goes, evil men die and she becomes more powerful for it. Like that one. Mm -hmm. Love is more powerful than reason. Love is the death of duty. Sometimes duty is the death of love. Mm Mm-hmm. These are things you and I have never said to each other as we talked about our marriages.
1: Not yet. It's more yeah, like- Not on a podcast. Yeah, it's more like
0: my wife's really mad. I have to go away again this week, stuff like that. <laughs> right, right. So John then goes to see Danny to kind
1: of- You know, that was a necessary scene. It was a good scene because you figure, oh, he's he's being a pussy. All right, cut to the next yeah, scene. Okay, th- yeah, that's
0: what I thought. I thought they were like, all right, this is Tyrion's Emmy clip. He's going to get killed in the next scene. John Snow's going to pussy out like he always does. Mm-hmm. Danny's gonna fall off a dragon, and then Sansa's gonna take over, or maybe Arya kills or whatever. John goes to see Danny. Danny's ogling the uh, the throne, really excited about it, checking it out. All these swords, right. bragging. I've heard stories about all the swords of that mm-hmm. killed that guy. Um, then they have this whole conversation about the future and what's good. And, and John sounds like, well, how do I know what's good? And she's like, you're just gonna have to trust me. It's all gonna be better. He's like, well, how do I know? And they do this kind of dance and then um, they break up. Right. They broke up because he plunged a knife into her heart and killed her. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's so, a rough break. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'd like to think they were dating till uh, till the tail end.
1: Um. The, yeah, people get mad if you break up with them over text. That would have been pre-
0: text, preferred, right? Yeah, in Danny's. Case? Now maybe a text or a ghost, sir, but, but in this in this case, a knife to the heart. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the dragon comes in, and that was my favorite part of the whole, whole show, when the dragon comes in. Pretty fierce, yeah. That good. Dragon cries. He does this whole stands on his back legs, lifts his dragon wings out, does, does like the Sly Stallone. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, it seems like he's going to just blow fire on Jon Snow. Decides not to. And why did it decide not to?
1: What do we figure? What? Are, uh, there's some theories on that. They're related, right? He's a Targaryen. Yeah, he
0: can't. He can't kill him. Okay,
1: he can't do it. Okay,
0: all right. Or That's there, he just kind of liked them. Okay. Yeah. Well, then he potentially may. I've
1: got confused with the dragons, but he may have ridden on him, right? So, he, yeah, that's true.
0: I yeah. think that was, he rode Stan though. I don't think he rode that one. Oh, that was Bob, he, he rode Stan. Okay. So then the dragon just blows fire right next to Jon Snow. Like basically mm-hmm. like, I, here's how bad my breath smells. You right, get a whiff yeah. of this. It's gonna be really hot breath right, right in your vicinity. And you're gonna remember mm-hmm. that smell for the rest of your life, then flies off. Never see the dragon again, apparently. Takes Danny, Crushes the, th- the throne, obliterates, obliterates the throne. The throne. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we're at like a Thrones council. Did you know that was what I didn't know? And then we moved ahead. Now everybody knows Jon Snow killed her. Like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of scenes were skipped. Tyrion is in handcuffs still, but now everybody knows Jon Snow and he's got to be whatever too. But then there's a council. I don't really remember how he ended up with a council, Brianna Tarth's on it. Yeah. So, so this scene, th- this can't
1: be even the greatest Thrones apologist. I, I can't imagine more than 10% of people are
0: okay with how this ends up. But yeah, keep going. They're all in. There are. It's like twelve. It's like it's like the uh, the high table in John Wick, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's some randos in the in the twelve. I didn't really understand right. how we ended up with a couple of them. Like Sam. Sam. Right. That's the guy's name, right? Sam. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam was in there. Pretty sure he shouldn't yep. be on the like lead council to decide. He shouldn't even be alive. Yeah. The way
1: that, that battle scene that was insane, bizarre. Go, yep. Like I,
0: I would have tried to mix that. Like I would have Tormund, the guy, the Viking guy with the beard. No, that's We'd good. had him yeah. on there and I don't know. I would have mm-hmm. mixed it up a little bit more. Yeah. So they have this council and then they all realize like they need a new king or a queen mm-hmm. and there's no policy in place. And one guy stands up and starts to plead his case. They tell him to shut the fuck up <laughs> and they, they just kind of don't know what to do. And Grey Worm's like, can we just, let's just kill Tyrion and then we'll figure it out later. Then Tyrion's mm-hmm. like, hey, I have some ideas on what we should do for the next king and everybody shuts up and listens for the next 5 minutes yeah. as he lays out the whole case for actually it should be brand because brand remembers everything that's happened in the past and the stories are what should make a great king and that's why we should take this this right. guy who can't walk and who creeps everybody out and is the least funny character in the history of television and uh let's put let's put Westeros in in his hands let's do yes. this
1: and by the way, are we supposed to believe that all these different entities know the story about of Bran? I, I I got the impression that he everyone was just hearing it for the first time, aside from Sansa and 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 uh, Fat Sam and everybody and and those people. I think it's like, Hey, listen, uh, look at the guy, you know, he, he remembers everything. He has magic powers. Um, he hasn't demonstrated them for any of you in the last few minutes, but trust me, (laughs) you know what? Even if you don't believe he has magic powers, he was pushed out a window. He's a cripple. Let's just make him King. Come on. What do you say? And to a man, they're all on board except for his sister who actually knows the story. And she's like, yeah, all right, you
0: could do that, but we're going to separate the North is the North. Yeah.
1: You be by yourself. Everyone
0: votes yes. And she's like, hold up. Yeah. Basically, she negotiates. I'll take the North, make me queen of the North, and I won't make mm-hmm. a big fuss here. And I want your 2021 first round pick. And <laughs> right. you got to throw in Frank Nidolinka. And that's it. <laughs> yes. And then we're good to go. So yeah, this is the Daniel Jones of all drafts right here. Yeah. Everybody's good right away with this. All right. So. Mm-hmm the creepy cripple he's going to take, he's going to be the new king. Mm-hmm. And then uh is going to get the North. And then they're like, what about Jon Stone? And it's like, well, he'll just be with great, great worms bad now. He's like, really, really? Yeah. We're doing this. I my So basically I give up my life. I lose my girlfriend. This guy stabs my queen in the heart. I, we lose all the dragons. All of my Dothraki dudes are dead. Or no, he's not Dothraki, right? What is he? No, he's yeah. right? no, yeah. uh, unsullied. Oh, he's unsolid, yeah.
1: He's like you the unsolid, which by the way, you don't know if there's 18 unsolid <laughs> left or or
0: two hundred thousand. Right. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. so he's just bitter, and then on top of everything, like Jon Snow gets to live, uh Brand brand the unbroken. No, Bran the broken. Brand the broken. Tyrion, yeah. who's about to get the electric chair. Then say, saves his life with the five minute soliloquy, becomes the hand to the king, yeah. names him Bran the Broken, and <sighs> doesn't and then everything's fine. And now he's not not a traitor and didn't commit treason.
1: And and the only one that everybody really likes, Jon Snow, is uh he's 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 exiled to the winter area to the north with all these terrible people, and uh and and everyone's okay with it. Even like even though like there's only one person who doesn't like Jon Snow at this point. It's Grey right. Worm.
0: Like, it's Grey Worm. Yeah. And he's out. So it's like everybody likes Jon Snow on one side. Grey Worm's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Jon Snow is basically on the Knicks with KD right. and Kemba and then gets traded right. to the T-Wolves <laughs> and now has to Literally. live in Minnesota yeah. outdoors yeah, and play for and hang out with Tormund. And hopefully every once in a while get a wilding thing. Well-
1: that looked like the start of like a Bud Light commercial when he uh, locked eyes with Tormund. Right? I was like, oh, they're,
0: they're, <laughs> they're back. There's gonna be
1: beers flowing. And yeah,
0: I mean, that's instead of a prequel, they could just do the postquel. So yeah, you're right. So, uh, so Sansa keeps the north. I'm trying to think. Oh, I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I wrote down in my notes. First of all, <laughs> S- S- who was the one who said Brand has no interest in being king and he can't father children. Oh, Sansa. There was some, Yeah, it's yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I was bringing endorsement of Brad's candidacy. <laughs> it's tough. He doesn't want to be the king. He can't walk and he can't fire the children. Can we come up with a better choice? Everybody's like, no, actually,
1: no, uh, this is our choice. Yeah, forget the curries. This is the sibling rivalry or the, or the hound and the but yeah, it's this is it, it was incredible. And like that, that was the last thing I wanted was for Brand to rule. But at least if it was gonna happen. Make it some magical shit. Don't make it some Tyrion who's really uh, about to have his head cut off, like you said. Anyway, that he wins over all these people who have no idea who Brand right. is. Come on, and then give me a
0: break. And then Bran, who th- doesn't really say—he's like that guy who he doesn't doesn't really say anything, offer anything, offer any help, any guidance, any real mm-hmm. reason that something should happen. But then after it happens, he's one of those. Oh, I told you that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. F- yeah. Well that that was going to happen all along. It's all preordained. It's like, well if you knew if you know everything's preordained, could you just fucking tell us before maybe Danny burns down an entire city? Did you knew yeah. that was preordained? Could you have just give us a tip? Heads up. Uh, It's like he's got Biff's,
1: Dion Warwick. All yeah, he's got like the Biff.
0: What was the Biff Sports Encyclopedia? Back to the
1: Future too. Yes, he basically sports all. Yeah,
0: he has that and doesn't share the information with anybody. He's just like, oh yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, I knew that. I knew he was gonna kill Danny. Yeah, those. Oh yeah, and and Tyrion. Yeah, I knew. I knew this was all gonna work out, and you're gonna be my hand because that's
1: right. He knew, even though the Night King was nose to nose with him, that Sansa was going to come in the last minute. And even though she was a hundred miles away from the whole thing and, and uh, save the day, he knew the
0: whole. I mean, so you have this fucking council and uh, at no point does anybody on the council say, hey, Bran, you seem to know everything that happened and is going to happen. What would happen if you yeah. became the king? How would that go? Can you just tell us? Can you save the time yeah, right. so we don't have to have the vote? Would you be a king? Can you lay out the next 40 years for us? No, nobody brings that up. Right, so yeah, in a way, I'm glad they rushed through it, but yes,
1: you're right. There they should have been a little more to it. That everyone is now the first time anyone ever agrees on the one king. This is going to be it. Right, <laughs> no questions asked. Well, I was
0: saying the irony of this being on the same day as the Money in the Bank pay per view. This mm-hmm. was basically brand brand cash to suitcase. Oh, right. Yeah. It was going to be. It was looking like San- Santa. And then Brand came flying in with the suitcase and was like ding ding ding. Oh, whoa, whoa, all right. And then he took the he took the throne, basically. It was a money in the bank throne match. So Can a
1: series be ruined by by its finale?
0: <laughs> I had a couple people email me that the first six seasons were MJ, first six Bulls titles. <laughs> and then these last two were MJ Wizards. I, I, that's not hmm. as insulting of an analogy as it seems like, because I actually enjoyed the last two MJ Wizards seasons, even though they didn't result yeah. in any titles. Right, right, right. I, well, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this season more than most. I just didn't really like the council thing. I thought it was too. Uh, too it was too fucking crazy. It ruined it. Like, have some supernatural thing happen
1: with Brian yeah. if you're gonna do it. It's just, it just too too much. Uh, we trust you. Little guy, go ahead, go on. Everyone go on with their lives. And then for Sansa to turn her back on it, you know, like what a what a petty thing that was.
0: Well, uh, I don't think anybody anything gets uh, hundreds of thousands of soldiers fired up more than the words brand the broken. <laughs> Who's your leader? It's brand the broken. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and then is it related to Bob the Builder? No, no, they're brand the broken.
1: Brand the broken. Gray,
0: poor gray worm. He's taking over the unsolid. Then he's like, all right. He's brand the broken. I I guess I'm gray worm. No genitals.
1: Right. So it's how brand the
0: broken and gray worm. No genitals are feuding.
1: This is now the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem possible, but
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so John Snow said goodbye to the Starks. But they're not. Are they related anymore, Kyle? I still can't figure out what yeah, that happened. His mom. There. His mom is a Stark. Okay. Yeah, his mother's. Did they all have yet. the same mom though? No, their so cousins, they're like he's like a cousin, exactly. So they thought he was a bastard half brother, but he's actually just their cousin. Exactly. All right. So
1: you and I—I I mean, you want to talk shooting percentage? Yeah. Good job by those dragons. Somehow, somehow, killing off hundreds of thousands of peasants and everyone and you know anyone in their path, but uh, managed to save thirteen of the fifteen main characters <laughs> in that great. battle scene. Pinpoint him. Episode five. So wow. John
0: Snow said goodbye to all the Starks. Not as emotional as I wanted it to be. I, I did like the uh farewell with Arya. And then um she's going west of Westeros, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So she she's becoming a pirate, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Right? She That's fine. She uh if they if they want to do a post school, i Aria the pirate in the thirteen hundreds, I guess it'd be the thirteen thirties now. Um, Mm -hmm. that would be good. Sansa's queen of the North. Bran is Bran the Broken, the king of everything except for the North. (laughs) Jon Snow is just hanging out in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and Ghost, who has now one ear. (laughs) Never, never heard the story of that one either. Why does Ghost have one ear? Oh, what? The The uh, wolf. The wolf? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened to the ear? I don't know. No explanation. They had to maim Ghost. I didn't even notice it had one ear. It only had one ear. They had to maim Ghost? Why'd they do that?
1: I think it cut off its own ear after listening to the the tribal council. There, it's like I can't hear this anymore.
0: <laughs> they told Ghost Brand the Broken is now our your cake. It's like I'm am cutting my ear off. This is bullshit. Yeah. And then uh, the other highlight from the ending was Brianne somehow had a yearbook and she's writing Jamie's story, yeah. and uh, and kind of it it was like uh when you're graduating high school and you're writing whatever. She did that. Mm-hmm. I threw out. I was hoping for her, but she was pregnant. Oh. Would have been fun, right. and maybe they cut that out. But for there was about a ten seconds there where it was like Brianna Starth now carrying mm-hmm. a, a new Lannister, and maybe you know. Well, you have to read. You you have to read the the book. Read that book, Earn Sammy's book. Yeah. So then, uh, then it just kind of ended with Jon Snow as this sad life, walking. He's with Tormund, and they're going to look for some, some uh, some wilding people. It was unsatisfying. Oh, and then the, all many, the brothels are gone. Forgot to mention that we lost all oh, the brothels. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was sad. So that they were making big decisions there. So
0: that was it, right? That I laid. I I hit
1: everything. No, I think that was it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they were killing villagers in the beginning and uh, uh, captives, and that, it was that struggle. Uh,
0: I think you should call. Who who got killed on Lock it in this week?
1: Well, Clay won and I lost. I I I came in second. Oh, it's yeah, too bad. Because you could have fermi- called him Clay the Broken.
0: Maybe that's what you should call him <laughs> as the king.
1: I think I am going call to call him Clay the yeah. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's as absurd a
0: a gesture. Well, Ugh. so I give so disappointing. I give the first three seasons um an A plus plus plus. I give the next three seasons like a B plus and then I would go. I would go B minus for these last two. I still think it's like incredible television. Like last week's episode was uh, was out of control. I loved I loved it. I loved hey, it.
1: We need to talk about Cobra Kai. I think Cobra no. Kai's uh, 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 high school fight scene. Everyone knows karate was better than any of the Game of Thrones scenes. So you caught up. Terrific.
0: You saw the whole second season. We finished that. We watched four Saturday and ended it. Yeah, the last episode was really great. So good, really good. good. I don't ever
1: watch anything with my son, and wife. Where we're like, oh my god! Like we really were
0: we're on the edge of our seats when it um we allowed to spoil. Yeah, (laughs) we might as well. Well, it's been on for three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, right. Here, did I tell you what I thought was going to happen? Yeah, you told me Allie will come. You think she's a doctor? Yeah, I was a doctor. She's going to come back and fix Miguel's
1: back. You don't know that for sure. You don't know she's a doctor. Did we learn? Yeah, she was. It said she was Doctor
0: Allie. Somebody. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. At the end, on the phone.
0: I have a show for you that I thought I did not watch until this weekend, and I thought was an incredible binge watch. I read you were tweeting about it. What's it's it called, called All American.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: is like the OC crossed with Friday Night Lights crossed with The White Shadow. It was a CW really? show, so I never watched it. But then it went on Netflix. Tay Diggs is in it. My wife likes Tay Diggs. She's like, can we give this mm-hmm. a chance? And it's a football show. And in the first show, the kid's at Crenshaw High and the coach of Beverly Hills High, played by Tay Diggs, convinces him to switch to Beverly High School because it'll give him a better chance to become an All-American. So he joins this team. It's like the classic outsider comes into the new school with the rich kids and the people who don't like him. And now Mm -hmm. he's on the football team and he's got to get along and two girls like him. And he's still got the ties to Crenshaw and there's gang stuff and- it's really good. Yeah. Right. I'll give it a shot. And everyone watches it. The whole I recommend it. The funniest thing about this is there's a football game and Malibu has a football team in the game. They they have a huge really? Beverly <laughs> Beverly High School is a huge game against Malibu. <laughs> and Malibu it's the Malibu Dolphins. They have the uniforms and everything. And then there's another game against Culver City. So they're just like listing LA suburbs, like they have football yeah. teams. <clears throat> Sergeant.
1: Well, good, luckily I'm all caught up in TV, so I could add this to the roster. All so. right, what's your big bet for this week? Um, I think we bounce back with the Bucks. I agree. Would we'll you? I haven't thought about it enough, but the, the the fact that they're favored, they may be a three point favorite by uh, Tuesday.
0: Let's do. We'll do Bucks money line and uh, Warriors money line. All right, all right. Sal. Pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Good job out you. Good job by you, buddy. All right. Thanks so much to the Cuz, Rusillo, I think is probably coming back next week because we actually did two yesterday. So one of those counted for this week and then next week we'll have a great big awesome finals preview for you. Uh, thanks to the zone. Don't forget to go to D A Z N Sign up. Thanks to Hair Club, whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement and restoration. Hair club will craft a personalized solution. Go to hairclub.com slash summons today to get a free hair health and scalp analysis for new customers enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial consultation. That's hairclub.com slash Simmons back this week with two more podcasts. Don't forget about the rewatchables pods as well. And don't forget about binge mode last binge mode game of Thrones ever on Thursday. The binge mode podcast will continue. obviously, But the last Thrones podcast. will probably ever do Thursday. Looking forward to it uh, until then.